1: What's going on, Dodgers Nation? Welcome to the Dodgers Nation post-game show. Thanks for rocking with us after the Dodgers get the win. They win by a final score of three to two. They improve to 59 and 44. They're still up in the division by three games in the NL West. The Dodgers they get the win and the offense they were cold. The rest of the offense they go over 24. Max Muncy hits two bombs, so Max Muncy carries his Dodgers offense. I think he took the known Arenado trade rumors personal. I think he took the trade rumors personal to see his name linked in there. Well, he hits two home runs. He's up to 27 bombs on the season. His weighted runs created plus is up to 122. That's just six points below Nolan Arenado. We have so much to break down in this We're going to talk about Emmett Sheehan's start. Uh, Emmett Sheehan was very impressive tonight. I think Evan really bounced back. You've seen him struggling of late, lots of walks, just not having the best command with the fastball, not trusting the fastball. Tonight was a different story for Emmett Sheehan. I thought he was fantastic in his role. He goes five innings, had five Strikeouts allowed just two hits, 82 pitches, 50 pitches. I think he could have gone back out there and pitched the sixth thing. We're going to break all the action down. We're talking about the decision to have Caleb Ferguson go out there. The Reds end up tying the game from that. But Emmett Shin, did he increase his trade value? Is from New York. There's a pitcher the Dodgers might be interested in. That's currently pitching in New York. Maybe that's a possibility. Ring into all the latest Dodgers trade rumors. First, we're gonna start with Nolan Arenado. What are your thoughts on that? We're gonna break down this game as well. But let me know where you're rocking with Dodgers Nation from tonight. And let's also let you know that you're home with Dodgers Nation and Jim Beam. Please drink responsibly. So jump in the comments section, guys. We have a lot to discuss here. Gonna be a quick post game show here, a little emergency Saturday night edition. You don't trade months. That's from Chino chorizos over on YouTube. By the way, I'm looking for the Dodgers nation question, the Dodgers nation comment of the night. If you, I see one of those. You're going to see one of these. Don't trade Muncie, trade Roberts. I do careless win. whisper. We got Craig Osterbird rocking with us from Lawndale. We got Ben Kawucha. Need more pitching performances like this. Yeah, it was definitely an impressive pitching performance from this Dodgers team. The Emmett Sheehan going out there performing the way he did. He was nasty at times. Just going out there, really being the stopper for the Dodgers. How about Joe Kelly? He gets the win. It was fantastic, the electricity, the atmosphere, the ovation he got from that Dodger Stadium crowd. As he goes in the game, he gets the job done. I'm telling you, Joe Kelly is as nasty as he's ever been. He was phenomenal. Uh, Bruce Dargrader, he goes to the inning in two-thirds, going an up-down for Bruce Dargrader. He allowed, had the one strikeout, gave up the one hit, and then Evan Phillips, he goes to the inning in a third, gets the four-out save right there. It's 13th of the season. He goes Those 20 pitches had one strikeout. So, yeah, really nice night for the Dodgers pitching staff. Craig Ferguson, or Caleb Ferguson, wasn't on his game as, as, as he's been lately, but he ended, up, he ended up actually, look, he had one strikeout, gave up the three hits, just wasn't his best night, he allowed those two runs, just wasn't on his game with the command, but we're going to talk about his outing as well. But let me check it out down below the comment section. Trade Roberts, Fire Roberts, DFA Roberts, let's choose That's for Mike M. David Carrillo, She needs to be caught only by Will Smith. He pitched better. Yeah, I think that is definitely something that, is a trend this year. I think Will Smith is continuing to improve as a game caller. His chemistry with the pitchers continues to improve. We know that he's an elite bat as far as Pitching as far as the catcher's position goes. So, yeah, I think that there's something to that. I mean, the battery of Emmett Sheehan and Will Smith, and I think just Emmett Sheehan, just the mentality the mindset tonight. I mean, I think what really stands out for me is he was really cruising. I mean, he really cruised a lot tonight, but for me, what really stood out was they're in the top of the third, and he gives up the leadoff double to Maylee. Then you have a runner on second. He gets Dalon Cruz to fly out to left for the first out. Then he gets Friedel to fly to center for the second out. And then he strikes out McLean with the slider away. Just nasty stuff gets him to chase. And then, other than that, he really. Was cruising tonight. I mean, Emmett Sheen I thought was fantastic against his Reds lineup. is definitely potent. He allows just two hits, so really give Emmett Sheen a lot of credit. To me, I'm giving him my Dodger dog of the game. Dodger dog of the game. Who's your Dodger dog of the game? Because I think Max Muncy absolutely was a contender, but Max Muncy, this is what he does. He goes on tears. He gets multi home run games. That's what Max Muncy does. This is his DNA, and I thought Max Muncy showed again why he's so valuable to this team because, I mean, look, yeah, he's struggling against lefties this year. There's no question about that, but he goes two for three, hits two home runs, his 14th multi home run game of of his career, his fifth of the season, and that really is the difference with this Dodgers team. If they go deep, if they hit the long ball they're most likely going to win. The Dodgers are now 55 and 26 when they hit a home run in a game. 55 and 26. That is a 110 win pace when they hit a home run. They're now 35 and 15 when they hit two home runs and tonight both bombs were off the bat of maximum muncy. They're also 41 and 21 when they score first. So when the Dodgers score first, hit a home run, hit multiple home runs, they're essentially unbeatable. They play at a historic pace then you add solid pitching behind that then you're going to win a lot of baseball games. I think Red's got two against Caleb Ferguson there in the sixth inning, but Sheehan, five scoreless innings. I thought he was fantastic in his role tonight, just going out there, stepping up once again after he had been struggling with the walks of late. So, yeah, big kudos to Emmett Sheehan, and we'll start right there. What is your grade for Emmett Sheehan? I want to know down below. I'm going to give Emmett Sheehan an A because I think he could have gone right back out there and aced the test. It felt like he was pulled out of the game. Yeah, of course, you want to preserve some of these younger guys. They're at this show. You're already getting five solid from them. But still, I definitely thought he had the stuff to go back out there and perform. performing. Caleb Ferguson, he was bad tonight. Give those three hits. But also think that if you're Jason Hayward there in that sixth inning, you got to know. You got to know who's on third base, man. You got to know who's on third base. That is the fastest player on the planet in Ellie Cruz and you got to go to second on that play because that really hurt you a couple batters later when they are able to score that run. But we're going to break down all the action in depth. We're going to talk the latest Dodgers trade rumors, some thoughts on Nolan Arenado, and he's officially not going to be traded at the deadline. So tons to unpack on this one. We're going to keep it a nice and tight show here on a Saturday night, but let's get your comments right away. Here we go. Don't trade Muncie. We got uh, Miller Outman, only untouchable prospects, but would prefer to keep Sheehan, too. That's from B.C. And who knows? I mean, who knows if the Cardinals wanted Sheehan and Pepio and Stone and Bobby Miller. Just they wanted to load up on the pitchers. And the Dodgers said, yeah, maybe get two, maybe get three, but you're not getting four. And I think the Dodgers, look, they understood what the case was, that if there was any chance that they were going to make a move for Nolan Arenado, that one, that organization, the St. Louis Cardinals was going to have to say, we're trading away a pillar, a an absolute beast in our franchise, one of the weight-bearing walls of our franchise, and they were going to do that. They simply were not going to do that, and I think that what happened was it just completely just kind of my read on the situation is that look, I mean, today they made it very public. I mean, their president of baseball operations, John Mosley, he goes out and he says, I've stated we are not trading him. I have not asked him to waive his no trade clause. So at this time we are working on building for future success. So slam the door shut zero Dodger dogs. There's no Nolan Arenado trade to the Dodgers. Now why was it a possibility? Because one, the Dodgers have the requisite prospect capital to get a deal done with any team that's truly available and especially if you're looking for pitching. The Dodgers have elite pitching prospects that they could have sent to St. Louis and in return got Nolan Arenado and maybe a Jordan Montgomery, who there's talks right now that Jordan Montgomery might go to the Diamondbacks. So there's some talks that he's going to be on the move, but they're going to be trading their expiring their expiring. Firing contract guys, not guys that are going to be returning. So you're going to see Flaherty move. You're going to see Montgomery moved, but it's not going to be Nolan Arenado. And look, there were legitimate reports. I can guarantee you that there were conversations between the Dodgers and the Cardinals. How much smoke there was, how close they were to a deal, that we don't know. But we, we do know is that there were conversations. And in, in my eyes, the way I look at it is this. Look, the Dodgers, they're big market. The Mets, big market. Yankees, big market. The Cardinals, big market success, if you look at the history of their franchise, but they're very mom and pop with the way they do things. And I think that when these rumors became so public, and you're having to ask Nolan Arenado, and he's saying that no one's asked him about it, and you're starting to see B-riders from St. Louis kind of almost clapping back at Los Angeles beat riders and there's conflicting reports about whether or not they're even considering trading him, or if there's even talks. And I think the fact that those rumors became so public that the optics of that really deterred St. Louis to go further with any of these trade discussions and I think that there's an organization in the St. Louis Cardinals Mm -hmm. they don't like that kind of attention, they do not they're very Midwest, very traditional very old school, the way they handle things, very mom and pop, Dodgers big business, big city coastal, west coast, buildings, palm trees, multi-million dollar you know sent to millionaires and big time players under big contracts and I think that that really was the beginning of the end of that deal I still think hey we'll never know only time will tell if that was the right decision by the St. Louis Cardinals only time will tell if they'll look back and say maybe we should have traded Nolan Arenado but the reality is that it was worth the effort by the Dodgers it was worth the effort for LA and Andrew Freeman to try to see at the very least and do their due diligence and contact the St. Louis Cardinals the birds on the bat to SAY, HEY, can we get Nolan Arenado? They need another impact bat. They needed a defensive solution at third base because there was a world where you could have traded Chris Taylor because you just got Rosario, you got Kike back, Peralta, Hayward, Alvin. The outfield picture, if you bring Arenado, is fine defensively and offensively. But you bring Arenado, you could play him at the hot corner and move Max Muncie to second base where that really is his best defensive position outside of first base. When you consider how well he reads the ball off the bat, you're not worried about backhands and balls down the line Anything like that. So it definitely made a lot of sense, but now we move. We move on. But what is your reaction to the Cardinals not trading known Arenado? I want all your takes and we'll start reading these right now. But also, looking for that comment of the night, I'm looking for the fire takes. If I see a fire take, you're going to see one of these. Fire take. If you are new to the channel, be sure to subscribe to the number one Dodgers YouTube channel we just we just passed 65,000 subscribers trying to get to 66k and moving we're going to be giving away over a thousand dollars worth of giveaways Dodgers jerseys autographs we're still compiling the giveaways but definitely stay tuned for that but definitely hit that subscribe button hit that notification bell hit that like button because this channel is your channel guys it's Dodgers is for the fans Max says F St. Louis tonight That's from James Bostrom that's a fire take. fire take we got man is it possible to get Justin without Ben That's That's a a finish him. Finish him. That's why I said the pros and cons. Pros, Kate Upton. Cons, Ben Verlander. But uh, two Fergusons got beat up tonight. Sheehan should have gotten the sixth. Mike M, (laughs) where was the Dodger offense by? That's a fire take. We got uh, baseball five. We do not need Verlander. He was a 2017 Astros. We don't need a washed vet. Well, look, I think, look, if you watch the video I dropped earlier, he's pitching very well of late. I mean, look, if you just... Forget the, I, the fact and it's, tough, it's tough to forget about that because it's relevant to say that that you don't have emotions and you don't have feelings towards what happened in 2017 and bringing a guy that was their best pitcher, essentially, and he's someone that definitely has that ring it's definitely something that I could absolutely see bothering Dodgers fans, and if that's you, I'm not going to tell you how to fan, and I'm just trying to tell you what the organization is thinking, because the organization offered Justin Verlander a contract, the same organization that you love, the same organization that you're saying he was a part of the trash roads, the same organization that he hurt in your eyes, right? The Dodgers, they said to themselves, yeah, we understand all that, but still, we wanted him on our team, and the Dodgers, they offered him an $80 million contract. They offered him two. Two years 80 million. The Mets they offered him two years 86.6 million, and you also have that third year that has that vested option where if he throws 140 innings next year, he'll be in there for 35 million. He'll have that vested option picked up. So, yes, that is true, but I'm just letting you know this organization they're already looking past that. That's not a part of their calculus, their thought process right now. They're not thinking about the 2017 World Series. They're Sharks, they're looking through the windshield and not in the rearview. Mirror. I'm just trying to let you know that is what the organization is thinking right now. They have explored trade talks for Max Scherzer. Also, didn't I say something about Tommy Pham a month and a half ago? Well, the Dodgers are apparently interested in Tommy Pham as well. That is being reported by the LA Times. Now, what makes it very interesting...
0: Stadium. Their silence is deafening. 136 Israelis are still being held hostage by Hamas.
1: Bring them, home. Bring them home. When it comes to the New York Mets and Justin Verlander, is at the moment. There's the competition, and the competition is the team you hate, and it's the Houston Astros. So it feels like the Astros, they want him back in Houston. That looks like it's a possibility, but I think what makes it – interesting on the Dodgers part is how will this deal go down because you saw the deal with Max Scherzer today and Max Scherzer he gets traded to the Texas Rangers it's going back and forth for a couple hours they're saying the deal isn't going through they're saying it's going to take some time for him to consider whether or not he's going to waive his no trade clause and ultimately he does but what do the Mets do they ultimately take on some money so they can get Acuna Jr. right I mean Acuna Jr.'s brother included in the deal so they got Liz Luis Angel Acuna as a part of the deal and how they do that because the Mets are willing to absorb money and they're doing that so they can try to get an influx of talent they're trying to inject and trying to spring on new talent into their farm system because it's one of the worst in baseball so if the Mets are intent on doing that you look at the Dodgers farm system, man. They got plenty of talent, right? Like I said, they're the Cheesecake Factory menu. They have everything you want. You want a starting pitcher? Boom. You want a reliever? Boom. You want a position player? We got that. want a lead catcher? We got that, right? So the Dodgers... If they want to make a blockbuster deal and you get either Verlander, Akana, and Fam, other guys, Adovino, they have all the pieces you need and then you wouldn't have to part ways with, you could part ways with prospects, but you wouldn't have to absorb as much money. So it remains to be seen how that would break down. Would it be something where they would pay half of it, a third of it, a fourth of it, three-fourths of it? You just don't know. But that's definitely something that the Mets have been doing this season. They did it in the Eduardo Escobar deal when they traded him to the Angels. So that's something that Stephen Cohen is looking to do because he's trying to jumpstart their farm system, right? He's trying to catch up to franchises like the Dodgers. And we know if it's prospect capital you want, if it's elite prospects that are developed the right way, this is where you look. So it's interesting. Now... Will it happen? We don't know. We don't know if Justin Verlander would waive his no-trade clause to come to the Dodgers. Does he want to deal with the backlash? Does he want to answer questions about 2017? Does he want to get possibly booed by his own fans at his own stadium? That's a possibility as well. Maybe he doesn't want to deal with that. Maybe he doesn't want to live in Los Angeles. Look, he was offered $80 million. He said no to that. Gets more money with the Mets, but still, the Dodgers made him a very healthy and a competitive offer, and he rejected it. So, there's just a lot of stuff up in the air. Those are just some of the facts and factors, but I will say, look, maybe the first press conference, he comes to grip. And and he says that, yeah, what happened in 2017, it's always on my conscience. It makes me feel guilty, and he says to himself, look, I helped steal a World Series from the Dodgers in 2017. Now I want to make up for that by helping win a World Series for the Dodgers. So it's a couple ways to look at it. Just depends on how you frame it. But if you don't want to see Justin Verlander on the Dodgers because of what happened in 2017, this guy right here, isn't judging you, okay? I just want to let you know that this is a safe space. If you're saying F Verlander, give you all the Justin verse slander you want. I totally understand with you on that because I'm still hot about what happened in 2017. I'm just trying to let you know how the organization is looking at this. So we'll continue to break down this action. We'll talk some more Arenado and Verlander. I'm gonna break. I'm gonna drop some videos tomorrow about these two. They're a little more in depth. So look out for those tomorrow morning. But why did Roberts take Emmett out? Yeah, it's a simple fact that. They're just trying to preserve these guys. I mean, the other couple factors there, too, are, yeah, Emmitt Sheen, he was rolling. There's no question about it. I mean, he's the guy who could have absolutely gone out there, especially if you look at the workload that we've seen from Bobby Miller going 100 innings through five. Yeah, he, he mean, at 82 pitches, you're probably thinking to yourself, yeah, he should be able to go back out there. But... From his standpoint, they don't know who they're going to get. They really don't. They know who they're going to get. They don't know who's going to remain healthy. So if you're the Dodgers, you're really kind of playing the long game with this one as well. Yeah, I think Lance Lynn is going to help this team. You saw Joe Kelly, he's already helped this team. You saw Rosario's already helped this team. Kike Hernandez has already helped this team. All these acquisitions have already done something positive after the trade. So you do feel good about that. But as far as Emmett Sheehan, this is a guy that wasn't expected to be pitching at the big league level at this stage right he definitely was fast-tracked he was thrusted into a situation and let's say someone else goes down let's say kershaw or Gonslin or walker bueller doesn't return they don't make a trade and they make a trade some guy gets injured emmett sheen could still have a role so you definitely want to preserve that tonight goes 82 pitches 50 for strikes five innings of work like i said he really was cruising i we broke down the third inning where he worked his way around the bases a leadoff double there to get out of the inning. But he's definitely had some high-stress starts as of late. I mean, it was a very humbling start in his last start against the Rangers, where he gave up eight runs on eight hits in three and two-thirds innings. The walks were high, five walks in his last start. All five of those walks end up scoring. Start before that, he allows four earned runs in five innings of work, had three walks. I mean, his last three starts combined, he had issued 12 walks in 12 and a third's innings. So that's why it was so impressive to see Emmett Sheehan tonight the command was much better. The trust level. He just kind of let it fly, and he let his stuff do the talking. So I was very impressed with Emmett Sheehan. But I want to read your comments. I want to get your takes on Nolan Arenado and Justin Verlander, and then we're going to continue to break down this game. Who should we aim next? Cream guys. Yeah, I mean, look, we're going to see. Can they go after a Flaherty? Can they go after a Jordan Montgomery? Maybe they just get a Flaherty. Maybe they do go for some of the Pirates artists, a Mitch Keller, someone like that. So – you just never know if uh, what the Dodgers are really doing, but I definitely think that they're going to. De- you've, you've already gone this far, right? Like I said, you're in the red zone, you're on the 10 yard line, you made all these first downs, you've gotten across midfield, you're trying to punch in the end zone. You've already gone too far. Are you going to kick a field goal? Or are you going to have a turnover? Are you going to fumble? We'll see what this Dodger team does here as they get close to the end zone, but you have made a lot of aggressive moves, but now the difference is is that if your target is Justin Verlander, and it has been reported that it is, and I dropped a video earlier where he kind of broke it down a little more in depth. If you want to check that out, definitely go ahead and do that. We kind of break down some more facts and factors, just kind of where he is right now as a pitcher. I mean, the strikeout rates lower than his career average. The walk rate is a little higher. But yeah, he has been really, really good of late. There's no denying that. And if you're Justin Verlander and you're the Dodgers, you're saying, okay, let's try to get a a pitcher that's peaking at the right time. In his last three starts, he has a 244. No, his last 10 starts, he has a 244 ERA. So, I mean, you look at this Dodgers starting pitching unit. They're 22nd in Major League Baseball at a 472 ERA. So, beggars can't be choosers in this situation. Verlander would be a great pickup. He has pitched well over the last month. D-Mac, how about Calderia? Uh, Michael Negretti. Yeah, I mean, that's definitely someone that you guys know I've been talking about for quite a a long time now is Jamer Candelario. You bring him in, play him at third, move Muncie to second. Defensively, you get improvement at third base. He's an expiring contract from the Nationals. He did have a little, he left the game, I think it was a hamstring injury, no, a shoulder injury the other day, but he's going to be fine. So he's definitely going to be moved, but uh, dead arm Scherzer, we got, isn't it, isn't even where trading cards pitcher without or isn't even worth trading cards pitcher? OK, I don't even know what that even means. Uh, imagine if you're Nolan and you want to go back home. I would be pissed if I was stuck in St. Louis. That's from James Bullstrom. Yeah, this was the NBA, right? Where you basically have all these guys choosing where they're going to go. He would have been traded to the Dodgers a few weeks ago. Scherzer and a banana bag for hangovers. <laughs> Boomer assassin, you're killing me. We got uh, no likes on video. Yeah, definitely mash that like button. 390 in the house, mash that like button. Thank you, Diane Truder. Appreciate you. Big win today. Though, yeah, absolutely, Ray Brios. We're going to break down this game. Max Muncie is the player of the game. Max Muncie absolutely is the player of the game. And I need people to stop disrespecting Max Muncie. I need people every time he goes through a rough stretch to say that Max Muncie's done or that he's washed or that Max Muncie's this or that he's that. And he needs to re replace because all they're looking at is his 199 batting average. If you're using batting average as your main way to assess and evaluate Max Muncie, in the year 2023, I just don't know what to tell you because Max Muncy is someone that gets on base. He walks at an above-average clip. Also, he provides pop. He has 27 home runs on the year, 27 home runs on the year. Since he joined the Dodgers in 2018, no player has hit more home runs than Max Muncy. And after tonight, his weighted runs created plus, which is a statistic that's used to evaluate overall offensive production with 100 being league average so he is 22 percent above league average offensively so don't pay attention to that batting average it's archaic man it's it's just no it's not happening it's like you're staying at home and you're watching movies on a vhs player right now no you're gonna probably stream it on netflix or watch streaming stuff disney plus hulu hbo max right no that is something that yeah i think it's important for some players and i think it's a way to generally assess how often a player is able to get base hits, but for Max Muncy, a guy that walks at above average clip and he provides power, I mean, 27 home runs, he put this Dodgers team on his back, and I'll say what I said at the beginning of the show, this team is very home run reliant. You definitely need some more guys that can put their bat on the ball, because it's going to rear its ugly head in the postseason. You're going to be facing better pitchers, pitchers with high velocity, with nasty stuff. You can't just count on outslugging slugging your opponent every game. Yes, you need guys in the Lab that can do that. Yes, their one through five is capable of doing that, but through the course of an entire season, you need just a little more balance. Like I said, the Dodgers are 55 and 26 this season when they hit at least one home run in a game. That is a 110 win pace. When they hit two home runs, 35 and 15. When they score first, 41 and 21. So, yeah, that is a team that's very homer happy, very homer reliant, and you definitely want to mix it up and have a little more balance. But, yeah, give Give Max Muncy a lot of credit. He was punishing mistakes. That's the best version of Max Muncy. So we're going to continue to break this game down. But I want to get back into your comments here. Trade Lux and Muncy for a better third baseman and pitcher. There you go. The first comment I read is trade Max Muncy. Trade Max Muncy, a guy that has a ten million dollar club option. That's going to be a great deal. Ten million. Everyone wants Nolan Arenado. Yeah, he's been bad defensively, but for his career, he's been one of the best ever at his position, if not the best. I said the other day he is the best defensively, 10-time Gold Glove Award winner. But offensively speaking, Max Muncy, the numbers will say he's only six points worse than Nolan Arenado, who has a 128-weighted runs created plus, whereas Max Muncy is 122-weighted runs created plus. Muncy also has more home runs. But uh, welcome back to the Dodgers, Kike Hernandez. Yeah, I really want to talk about that inning. We're going to break down the sixth inning in a little bit. So I have some thoughts on Ho-Jose Kelly. Mr... Mr. Mariachi Joe Kelly Joe cool JK 17 the Fight Club was back but uh, what about uh, Jose Ramirez cream guys I mean there's no Whispers about J Ram being on the market Love J Ram would be definitely one Of the only a handful of players that would pick if I could just draft any players right now In Major League Baseball Shohei J Rod J Ram those are all my Favorite guys but can we trade can we get Tatis Jr. since the Padres suck I Doubt they're gonna ever give Fernando Tatis Jr. to the Dodgers guess the 36 Kelton if we do not make to splash this trade deadline, then we might as well call it quits this season. Screw 2017 cheating scandal. Let's go out and get Verlander. That's Kelton's hot tip right there. You agree with Kelton? Let me know down below. Yeah, give me a yes or no. Let's just kind of read about that. Way. Yes or no? Do you want Justin Verlander? Yes or no? Hey, look. Sometimes you just gotta get help by the enemy. Sometimes you gotta shake hands with the enemy if it means winning the war, right? So I heard the Astros are after Verlander heavily. Yeah, Dev Grow 34. That is the current situation They are after him heavy. Mark Sand of MLB.com. He reported last night that a pair of executives with other clubs believe there's a real chance the Mets will ultimately trade Verlander. He listed the Rangers and Astros as potential fits, and he added that without directly tying them to Verlander, the Angels and Reds have been scouting the Mets of late for Verlander as well. So the Reds, wow, that's a lot of money for the Reds organization. But like I said, the big kicker here is if Stephen Cohen likes some promise prospects or he's being told that there's prospects and organizations that can bolster their farm system he is going to be willing to foot some of that bill and take a big chunk of of it and get that deal done if that's what it takes so yeah the other big kicker is verlander has all the leverage he has a no trade clause the beautiful contract for him and a couple other things too is the astros of course that's the homecoming they didn't want to sign him last season but maybe they changed their minds they see their championship windows still opening they need another starter and like i said he's in the first year that two-year 86.6 million million dollar contract with that third-year vesting option for 35 million in 2025 and look the astros they weren't willing to match that this offseason he wanted to go back to houston the mets they were trying to put together the best rotation in baseball. Like I said, I called him the ace-ace-RP with Scherzer and Verlander, but it didn't work out. So another thing to consider, too, is the injury. So Verlander, he missed the first five weeks of the season due to a strained terrace muscle And that's something, too. But since he really has gotten going, he's pitched very well. The velocity is consistent with his career averages. So I think whoever gets Justin Verlander, who has had his ups and downs in the postseason, similar to Clayton Kershaw last year, He had an ERA over five in four postseason starts, so it's not like you're guaranteeing you're going to get a surefire ace that's going to put you on his back to a World Series rung. That's not guaranteed, but look, like I said, there's a lot of teams that are very hungry out there, but there's not a ton of food at the table, right? So he's he's the big piece of chicken at the table right now with a lot of these guys that are kind of falling off, so... It's going to be very interesting. But I want to go back to the comments, get your thoughts on Arenado and Justin Verlander. Let's go heavy on the comments here. The Dodgers can win three of the next five World Series, but I'll never get over 2017. Vincent Gutierrez. Yeah, it'll always stay. It'll always hurt. I don't want to go too into the weeds on this one because I've talked about that extensively. But I do think Clayton Kershaw, and I talked to Kershaw a few days ago about his Mount Rushmore pitchers and a lot of these... Legacy questions and really what it came down to was yeah, this is a guy who if he wins in 2017 Jock Peterson had a really nice series but Clayton Kershaw, he pitched an absolute gem in Game 1 of the World Series. Game 5, he was cruising. They weren't offering any of his breaking pitches. If he pitches a gem in that series, when you consider the narrative, when you consider the legacy, his name, the fact that you're pretty much wrapping up that series without going to seven games, I think he ends up with that World Series MVP, and that totally changes the narrative of his career. Whatever idiot made that meme of Clayton Kershaw where he has the Joker face that says, the choker. first of all, you're just an absolute POS, but still, things like that would not exist. And I think that Kershaw's legacy was impacted more than anyone, and it's not even close. So, yeah, I mean, I agree with you. That's always going to sting. What about Jose Ramirez? Yeah, that ain't happening. Uh, who else heard that Scherzer was traded to the Rangers? Yeah, we talked about that. And kind of the domino effect of that is, yeah, Scherzer to the Rangers, that tells you that. The Mets are in full-blown sell mode. And if you're Justin Verlander, who he was quoted as saying that he signed with the Mets, he wants to win a championship with the Mets, and all that nice stuff a few days ago, but now he knows that this team is trying to rebuild. Does he really want to stay there, even though New York might like to live there or does he want to chase another world series title with another organization before he hangs up his cleat so i think that fact that it shows you they're in full rebuild mode i think they're definitely going to be willing to trade justin verlander i think that really is the plan i think there is a very very small chance that on august 1st after the deadline that verlander remains a met i think he is traded whether it's the dodgers the Astros, the Reds, I mean, the Angels are some teams that are talking about that. I doubt it's going to be any of those teams, but we will see. But he is going to be traded, and the only question is he has a no-trade clause. At the end of the day, he signed that contract, he earned that contract, because, hey, if someone's willing to give that to you, then that's your right. That's your prerogative, and that's at, at his discretion whether or not he wants to waive that. So it really will come down to that. But here we go. Who can we get for Bush? That's from metabolic aholic hey i wouldn't be surprised if bush was included in the deal depending on who it's for d is she in being optioned to make room for lance lynn no i mean you already saw some of the moves they made you saw phil bigford who phil bigford of course he was training the wrong direction last two seasons. 472 ERA last year. This year at a 514 ERA. Had a 13.7 walk rate. Punch outs were pretty impressive. 25.3%. But overall, he just was not getting the results the writing was on the wall he just wasn't a part of the Dodgers plans moving forward but hey they have a couple days to trade him if they want to kind of go that route you saw Justin Brewer was DFA'd so roster wise they're going to be just fine Blake Snell I just don't think the Padres are going to do that Duvall another bat I've been talking about Duvall for quite some time the only thing with Duvall is after he got injured and he returned he has not been the same player at the plate Candelario from the Nats Sergio I've been talking about Candelario for two months now that's someone who I've been very high on I wanted him badly just because Because I think you maintain the flexibility. And I think he's an expiring contract. He's really having a career year as far as him being an above-average bat and an above-average defensive performance from him all season long. He's putting together a really good season. Really throughout his career, he's had some ups and downs defensively. But right now, he's being graded out as above-average, really top-five defensive third baseman in the game. And also, he doesn't get in the way of your off-season plans. You still head into the off-season with that war chest, with tons of money to spend, Lots of guys that are on expiring contracts with JD Martinez and Peralta. I mean the list goes on and on and on and you really only left with Freddie Freeman, Chris Taylor and And Mookie Betts, as far as big contracts that can impact big signings, so you'll have all that money to throw at Shohei Ohtani. But if Dodgers get JV, we need a D-Mac-Ben collab. I've interviewed Ben Verlander before in the winter meetings. He's actually really cool in person, so it's kind of more the Twitter thing. I mean, one thing I will say about Ben Verlander, you can hate on the guy all you want, but, man, after talking to him, like, I know I talk a lot, guys. Trust me, I know that. High school, middle school, every single report card, it literally said the same thing. Talks excessive, talks excessive. I was even allowed to go to a school dance once because I had talks excessive too much on my report card, but man, Ben Verlander, that that dude loves talking to him some baseball, and he loves the game. So I will give that to him, man. I mean, this guy just would not would not stop talking about baseball and Shohei Otani, So you got to give that to him. But yeah, I definitely will try to look out for that. We'll try to do a collab if that happens. But Verlander over Correa from Carnivorous Lunar Activity, yeah, I think one pro. He's not one of the hitters, right? I mean, he benefited from it when it comes to run support. And like I said, it's gonna take a second to really warm up to the idea of Ben of uh, Justin. Verlander, I mean, the thought of that kind of is a little vomit-inducing, for sure. But do you trust his organization? That's really what it comes down to. If they make the move, they're telling you that. BC, 99 cent store. D Mat, great win. What up, Bruce Davis? Yeah, uh, that funky Muncie can hit bombs. That's from Epic Journeys. at 27, four Muncie on the year, 14th multi-home run of his career, fifth already this season. Now, well, I want to get your comments. I want to talk about that sixth inning, and I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your Saturday night. So, Max Muncy, Max Muncy. If you're new to the to the channel, be sure to subscribe. If you're just arriving, you can rewind and get caught up on some of the things we've already talked about. But here we go. Slug for Dubs, JG's. You have divided the chat with your defense of Muncy, D-Mac. That's from NS. Look, Max Muncy. There's not one president of baseball operations. There's not one general manager around the league that would not have Max Muncy on their team for the contract he's on. A 122 weighted runs created plus. And you're getting getting him for the contract that he's on. So it definitely is a great contract. And it's for him, it's just I think he needs to be in a position where he'd be better defensively. Look, if they did not If they did not trade for Freddie Freeman, I mean if they did not sign Freddie Freeman, that six-year, $162 million deal, Max Muncie was looking like a gold glove caliber first baseman at one point. That's where he was playing. But it was a team effort. It was a a team move by Max Muncie to say in the offseason before they even signed Freddie Freeman that he'd be willing to change positions if that meant Freddie Freeman goes to LA. If we get Fredericks of Hollywood. So you got to give him that. That the fact that he'd moved out of his position and all-star a guy that's had walk-off home runs in the World Series, a guy that has an OPS in the postseason of close to 900. That was definitely a team-first move by Max Munch. we got a super chat here from Grizzly underscore OSO. Dmac. do you think we make it to the postseason? Absolutely. Dodgers are in first place. Got the extra wild-card team. I don't think that that's going to be in question. It's just, do they get home-field advantage? how good they look heading into the postseason. So, yeah, they will absolutely make the postseason. They've made the postseason for 10 straight years. Funky Muncy is the best. That's from Nerds. We're all talking about Muncy being crap at third. Um, Yeah, defensively, there's no defending that. He is one of the worst defensive third basemen. That's why... Look, guys, if, you've been, if you're have been new to the show, let me rewind. I've been screaming from the mountaintop. They need to go get another third baseman. That third baseman's name is Jamer Candelario. And with Miguel Vargas, he's not going to be back up. The second base position, Mookie, who he was out a little ankle injury, he's going to be fine. You're going to have Mookie in the outfield come postseason time, right? Miguel Rojas, defensively, is he the answer? I would say no, right? So I definitely think Max Muncy at second base is something you're going to need. We'll see what they do with Rosario. We'll see if Ro- – Rosario, at times you start him and you get the offense from him, and then you have a defensive substitution with Miguel Rojas late in game. So I think they need some optionality. I think to optimize Max Munts, you get him back to second base. I think that really is the ideal fit. Also, Muncie is struggling against lefties this season, whereas for his career, he has had balanced splits. But here we go. You must get tired of reading the dumb comments, Doug. No, there's no such thing as a Doug comment, okay? I respect everyone's opinion, but to Douglas, that's a fire take. Fire <laughs> take. No, 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 no. So this is your response of Verlander. No from Michael Bilgin. We got no from L'Oreal. Yes from Mike M. No from Sith man 5000. Nope from Abs. Yes from Bruce Davis. Bruh says nah. Sergio says yes. Star Wars everything. God drew smiley or Justin Steele from the Cubs. They're looking like they're not going to be sellers. So Paul Gutierrez, no. Artist Market, no. Jesse, no. B920. nope. About 50 ninjas. Put me in f- coach. Robert Prado, yes. Diane Schroeder, Verlander, yes. Tommy Price, still go to boo him. (laughs) That's funny. So they're going to trade him. You're going to go to boo him. Funky Muncy is the best. I want Flaherty, E-Rod, and Lorenzen. Yeah, Rodriguez is pretty interesting. I think, you know, it's funny that you say that because because Rodriguez is a guy that, I mean, if you look at – if you look at – how he's playing of late, I mean how he's pitching right now, he's probably one of the best of all the guys that are available, I mean just no one's really talking about him, and really the issue for Eduardo Rodriguez who currently has a 295 ERA in 80 in the third innings and he's striking out more than 25% of the batters he's faced, has a 6% walk rate, he's looking like a true number two, he's looking a lot better than Lucas Giolito, right and he's someone that could absolutely help this Dodgers team, only issue though, is his contract's a little more complicated than some of the guys that are available so he's playing this year on a 14 million dollar contract of course i'm talking about detroit tigers pitcher eduardo rodriguez and a $14 million contract, which is great value when you look at the production that he's provided this season. We can opt out of the final three years in $49 million at the season's end, but he's most likely going to do so. But if he has an injury or things can change, he could opt back in and you're looking at a $49 million left in there, so a three-year contract. So yeah, that's very interesting. So I think teams might shy away from him. Now, if it's the case, you could probably say to yourself, maybe that reduces the prospect capital that you'll have to part ways with. So it'll it's interesting because he's also a name that guys that people should be considering. He's a name that should be on your radar if you're looking at somebody starting pitcher options, fast, especially as the market continues to dry up, the closer we get to that August 1st deadline. If Verlander goes to the Astros. There's not really many aces available. I mean, there's really almost not any true aces available. And Michael Lorenzen, he's proven to be one of the best free agent pickups this season for the Tigers. I think he's a little below Jordan Montgomery as far as where you would rank the best pitchers that are available. Montgomery, he could be heading to the Diamondbacks in a trade. That looks like it's something that could happen maybe tomorrow, maybe the day after that. And he's another rental, so he kind of makes more sense for what the Dodgers are trying to do as far as clearing some names from the books, as far as someone that is productive. Not a big strikeout guy, but he's been very productive. Then also, there's been some talk the Dodgers might go after Mitch Keller of the Pittsburgh Pirates. That's very interesting as well. But anyone notice how Giolito's first start with DMAC, what direction will we go if Shohei signs somewhere else? That's a really good question. I think maybe if Julio Arias has a really good year, you go and you sign Julio Arias. Maybe you go that route. Maybe you look to explore the trade market. Because I think one thing that uh, people don't realize, or people realize it, obviously, but it's not like they got Moogie Betts in free agency, right? They traded for him, and then they extended him. So... That really is the case right there. So, yeah, if you look at some of the names out there, there's not really that many names I can see the Dodgers going crazy for as far as really who's available. I mean, Stroman, Javier Baez, Josh Donaldson, Joey Votto. I mean, Clayton Kershaw hopefully returns. Jin Ryu, Conforto, I mean, Grandal, Lance Lind. I mean, there's really not a, a really deep class of eligible free agents. So maybe you kind of look to that next year and – You kind of try to build through trades. I mean, the following season, Garrett Cole, he has an opt-out. Paul Goldschmidt, you know, there's other guys. But, yeah, I mean, I definitely think you really want to hit on – trying to get Shohei Otani. That's definitely the best possible option. But here we go. We got Dodgers need Stroman. Stop the Verlander. The Dodgers simping. That's from Nando390. Nando. Yeah, we're not sipping on it, by the way. I'm just trying to win, and I'm just trying to let you know how this Dodgers organization, what they're looking at right now. But definitely want to start talking a little more about this game real quick, because I definitely think it was really important to talk about top of the sixth inning. Ferguson allows that leadoff double to Daylock Cruz. Then Friedel reached on an infield single to second. Daylock Cruz advanced to third. And then Newman hits a sack fly to right. Hayward goes home and overshoots Will Smith. Friedel, he advances to second. So that was a bad decision there by Hayward to go home to try to get the fastest player on the planet. And what happens? Next batter, Steer with Friedel at second. He singles to center to score him. That makes it tied. So that ties things up at 2-2. Then he walks Joey Votto to give the red runners on first and second with one out and in comes joe kelly mariachi joe kelly enters the game then vado advances to second on a wild pitch he walks encarnacion strand and then with the bases loaded one two count he strikes out benton looking with a 99 mile per hour fastball dotted inside corner just a fantastic pitch the knuckle curves i mean i thought that joe kelly was nasty and then yeah, you saw Max Muncy, He gets a home run, puts the Dodgers back on top in the following inning, and then Evan Phillips with the four out saves. We talked about that. But here we go. A couple more here. I'll let you guys enjoy the rest of your night. I got Jim DMAC talks in his sleep wearing his Manta mask. I definitely do. Uh, thank you, Dodgers, for beating the Reds. Philly fan. That's from All Around Lacey 127. Hey, give us a sub. Kate Upton in a Dodgers jersey. King Dozer got a heart emoji. I'm going to get it, up, bro. Bruh. Stroman isn't going anywhere because the Cubs are chasing a wild card spot. Exactly. Why are they not talking about Stroman? Because he's not on the market. They're going to try to win. Modern bot in the house. No Arenado is a Gold Glover even on off days. Yeah, I mean, he's pretty much better than a blindfolded Max Muncy, right? Better than a Max Muncy wearing his Manta mask at third base. But still, Joe Kelly, nasty stuff. d still waiting on the merch and working on it. Jonah, we got uh, if Will Smith did not have T-Rex arms. Maybe he makes a better throw. And Muncy is still the same player. Ray Brios, ouch, that hurts. Of course, you're talking about uh Jays Peterson, of course. Uh, yeah, that was just that was unfortunate. The last game of the season in 2021, where he tears that uh, rotator cuff there and really gets the UCL injury, I should say, back in the last game. But uh, yeah, that was just terrible. We got. Uh, do you think the Cardinals president is lying, Jorge? You never know. I mean, there's always leverage plays. Things happen. Things are fluid. It wouldn't shock me, but you come out that publicly like that, their president of baseball operations, I think that would really light a fire under their fan base. So I think that would probably infuriate them. So I could definitely say that, think that would not be the case. But a couple more comments here, guys, and we'll be back with you tomorrow. Kate Upton is a clone. We got Jonah Verland. Yes, yes on Mr. Upton. John Jordan, that's from Mr. Marty Mart. Roberts is up to his old tricks again. Pulled Sheehan after five shit out innings. Ferguson quickly gave up two runs to totally waste Sheehan's great start. Get rid of Roberts. So that's a fire take. Uh, The Aeronauta thing was never going to happen without Bobby Miller, and they weren't going to give up Miller. That's from Moon Nitis. Look, I don't know if that's 100% true. I'm just telling you from – yeah, I don't know if that was 100% true. That's all I'm going to say. So – we got white uh, kid Upton, uh, Deed Verlander, one Arenado. We got uh, Dave Dombrowski. Please get us a bat. <laughs> We got, yo, D-Mac, are you worried about anybody under us, D-Macs, Giants, pay it, Padres, Jonah? I mean, look, I can say yesterday, I'm kind of worried about everyone as far as what happened last year. As far as the division goes, if the Dodgers pick up another starting pitcher, I think it should be fine in this division. The Giants have kind of tailed off of late. We'll see what the Diamondbacks do. If they get Jordan Montgomery, that's going to help. But if you look at the talent, as long as they stay healthy with the additions of Joe Kelly, you saw today, Lance Lynn, if he eats innings, he performs better. They're both... Guys that are positioned to have more success with the Dodgers than they did with the White Sox. So I definitely think this team will win the division. I think it should be by three, four, five games. It should be comfortable. And I think hopefully they'll get a boost by another key addition. But uh, how does this affect Kobe Bryant's legacy? Interesting. Well His legacy is intact. He's already one of the greatest to ever do it. What's with these spammers? I have no idea. Rodriguez is only just entering his prime. Any team that acquires him will be laughing. I agree. I think talking twins, Rodriguez is a beast, man. Uh, no moderators on this chat. I'm not really sure what's going on, but I'll figure out what's going on with that. Dmac was cloned. I hate the Braves. SM. Yeah, a couple more here, guys. But yeah, that's pretty much the latest. You got no Dodgers. They get the win. Pasadena is LA. What are you talking about, King Dozier? Pasadena definitely is LA County. I mean, look, it gets Tupac gives it a shout out or in uh, California, love Pasadena, Pasadena, you know, where you at? But the Wilfredo Cordova Cubs is a dark horse for Otani, reporter said Showtime fans. Look, based on every insider I've talked to, no one really knows what's going on with Shohei. That's just the reality. They told me that off the record, on the record, and you're just going to have to wait and see where he goes. But that's going to do it, guys. Another emergency episode. <laughs> DMAC uses words like most people use hair products. <laughs> That's from David Sabatine. What up, David Sabatine? I always appreciate you rocking this from New York. DMac, I'm a sub. You're the best channel. Thanks, Mook. I appreciate you. That means a lot. All the new viewers, all the new subscribers, welcome, welcome, and and definitely join us because we're here every single day, whether it's live or just uploading videos. So definitely, definitely check for the channel and go to DodgersNation.com. DMac, got that. Ex- <laughs> you're tripping Nando. Nando. And you always make me laugh, man. I got to get one of these. Well, I'm just going to put Brad. this like This is the bro one. <laughs> there we go. We got good night. d who can play third? I mean, look, you're looking right now. I mean, Chris Taylor can play third. Max Munch can play third. I think, of course, Miguel Vargas, he came up playing third. He's down at the minor league level. Will Smith, he's played some third in his career. I mean, if you look at the options, Miguel Rojas, of course, he can play third. So, they have options. It's just, I mean... Where is the best option right now? You have to factor in the bat plus defense, and that's really what they're considering. But uh, thanks, guys. Appreciate you always rocking with us here on a Saturday night. Enjoy your Saturday night. Just want to give you a quick update. So Arenado is not going to be traded to the Dodgers. Right now, Justin Verlander is in play. The Dodgers have explored a trade for Justin Verlander. Also, Tommy Pham, some other Mets players are also in the mix as well. But the Astros are in hot pursuit as well, as are the Angels and Reds are apparently two teams that are also interested and have been scouting Verlander. I think that's a long shot, but really, it's going to be very interesting. But the big news tonight, though, no Arenado for L.A., but that's going to do it. But hey, the good news, Dodgers get the win, by the way. Let's not forget that. That's what it's all about. L.A. gets the win. They're up three games in the NL West. They had lost four of their last five, so they get the big win tonight, thanks to Max Muncy. Just two hits for the Dodgers, two home runs by Max Muncie. One was a two-run shot. After a Peralta recent infield single, then of course you get the solo shot later in the game. But that's gonna do it. Thanks a lot for rocking with us here on the Dodgers Nation post game show. My name is Doug McCain. You can follow me on Twitter and Instagram at DMAC underscore LA. For all things Dodger Baseball all season long, our latest Dodgers news and rumors. Be sure to hit that subscribe button, hit that notification bell, and if you really want to support the channel, smash that like button. Remember, nothing brings us together quite like Dodger Baseball. And until next time, think blue, bleed blue, and I'm out.
0: stadium their silence is deafening 136 israelis are still being held hostage by hamas bring them home home. home.
1: for the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time there's granger